Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize on your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space so that you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Talking Sports with Manny in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. good everybody this is your boy manny and this is another episode of the back row redskins show so guys man i know it's been a while um we just beat the cowboys 25 to 3 and um you know usually you know you have all these different pods that come out and do a victory monday but i've just been busy just moved um got my new background that the wifey hooked me up with got kobe on one side Got the Redskins on the other side. Um, so that's my background. Um, and, man, we beat the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Man, I was excited for this game. Um, it's always good to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Two weeks ago, we were tanking for t- for our Trevor Lawrence. And this week, we're now playing for a Super Bowl. Nah, but <laughs> seriously, uh, the way that our fan base works is it's all about what have you done for me lately. So um, it was a great game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to queue up the highlights in a second, and um, let's get this thing popping. Yeah, Kyle Allen played a good game. Um, there's a debate whether he's better than Dwayne Haskins. I don't think he's better than Dwayne Haskins. I believe that Haskins has a better upside um, than Dwayne Haskins. Oh, man, look at Gibson right here with this nice – uh, run. I think it was a 40-yard run, I believe, or 38-yard run. Um, he really got to open up this offense. The, my only regret in this first um, drive for us was, you know, getting close to the goal line and Terry catching that ball and diving for the end zone and then coming short. Yeah, that really hurt. Then it goes to, you know, fourth and goal, and we call a terrible play. This is the time when you need a big back. Peyton Barber is our biggest back. So you would figure that Peyton Barber would have gotten the ball in the goal line and kind of pounded it in. So it's apparent that what we really need this uh, this next up-and-coming uh, offseason is definitely a big running back. You know, McKissick is nice. Gibson is nice. We can work with those two. We can build upon those two. But we need that big bruiser. We need that guy that can get the, get the tough yards. If not a big running back, then at least get us a, a fullback. Nice strip sack by Landon Collins. Um, we get the safety, and this is pretty much what kind of sparked the game for us. Um, so on the very next uh, drive or possession, uh, Kyle Allen drops back, passes the ball to um, J.D. McKissick, who was pretty nice for us. J.D. McKissick has been nice. Um, he's been a guy that I've been able to pick up for fantasy football. Uh, Logan Thomas had a nice catch right here. Logan Thomas had him a, a pretty good game. Um, I'm proud of the guy that he's becoming because a lot of us was doubting him. Uh, Gibson right here with a nice uh, touchdown run. At this point, you know, um, it's um, eight to two. 
nine to zero. Um, so we have the lead and everything is going well. And then uh, Pollard breaks this long kickoff return. I could have sworn that he was going to score. Had Pollard scored here, I don't think we win the game. And this is why, because momentum is everything. You know, then we're starting to think, oh, we're, well, it's the same old Redskins, same old Redskins. Andy Dalton tried to uh, uh, get CeeDee Lamb into the game. CeeDee Lamb didn't have a good game. CeeDee Lamb was nowhere to be found. Um, Dallas kicks a field goal right here and makes it nine to three. And then you're at this point, you're somewhat thinking it's going to be a, a, a pretty close game or, you know, decent game. Kyle Allen is running for his life. <laughs> uh, he gets sacked. Um, Dallas, hey, believe it or not, Dallas has a decent pass rush. Everson Griffin, who just got traded for a sixth round pick. Um, I was on these Dallas fans. I was telling them that, you know, Dallas is out here tanking. And uh, the fans were getting mad, and, you know, the, the fans were getting mad at me. But, I mean, truth of the matter is Dallas is not as good as they're supposed to be. So that way, they, you know, they have to sell some of these players. So it just is what it is. Um, so, yeah, Dallas, you know, they did have pretty good um, uh, pass rush. They still do. Uh, but Andy Dalton can do anything. And uh, Chase Young, if you look on this play right here, Chase Young was able to force Andy Dalton to throw a crazy pass on fourth and one. So even though that Chase Young did not get all of the, the the accolades in terms of sacks, he still produced. Look at Terry McLaurin right here with a 40-yard bombing catch. Uh, this is a great toss and catch by um, Allen to Terry McLaurin. Uh, <laughs> Trevon Diggs tried to talk so much trash, but Terry, Terry scores and rocks the baby. That was one of my favorite highlights of the day. And uh, Logan Thomas, man, he should have had this two-point conversion, but for some reason he just couldn't grab it. Um, so on the very next play or a next possession, Dallas gets the ball, third and nine. So something I was watching for was how are we doing on uh, third down? On this play, Cole Holcomb trucks uh, Ezekiel Elliott and gets the sack. That was my second favorite play of the day. Uh, Kyle Allen was nice and mobile enough. He made the right plays. Um, it felt like he should have had over 300 yards passing, but just the Florida game, he just kind of stayed within himself. Uh, Gibson was just amazing, man. And I know that Dallas is a terrible team. You don't play Dallas every single week, but if this is a sign of things to come, then, hey, maybe Gibson can be that franchise back for us. Logan Thomas with a nice catch and run score. Um, that's his third touchdown of the season. Like I said, Logan Thomas has been playing ball this year, and you got to give him credit. I still think that Logan Thomas is a tight end two, not a tight end one. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was uh, corralled. Uh, he did not look good. People in my fantasy league are trading Ezekiel Elliott right now as we speak. Um, and the Dalton finds Amari Cooper. No matter how well we played on defense, it was pretty hard um, to cover Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is just one of those guys that's, you know, he's matchup proof. He just knows how to get open. He runs very crispy routes. And, you know, if you can't hit Amari Cooper, he reminds me a lot of Terry McLaurin. They're, they're like similar in some ways. They run very crispy routes. Um, oh, man, that, was, that should have been a touchdown to CeeDee Lamb. We was very fortunate right there that it wasn't a, a touchdown. Uh, Cole Holcomb comes up with the tip, interception. And that pretty much sealed the half right there. Dallas was supposed to score on this possession, and they didn't. So at 22 uh, and 3, you know, it's a very nice lead. But, hey, we've been known to give up some leads. We've been known to not play consistent. Oh, man, beautiful sack right here by Montez Sweat. He had two sacks in this game. He leads 
Washington football with uh, in uh, sacks right now. So that's that's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, Terry McLaurin was just unbelievable getting to wherever he wanted to get to. Trayvon Diggs is a pretty nice uh, corner. Don't get it twisted. You know, uh, Terry McLaurin said that he respects him a lot and, you know, he just loves his game. Um, so on this play right here, um, Kyle Allen was corralled. Then on next possession, Andy Dalton has the ball, throws a nice pass uh, to Amari Cooper once again. Like We just couldn't stop Amari Cooper. Um, I understand it was a blowout, but at the same time, he was getting open. Um, a sack by Tim Settle. I love his touchdown celebration. I mean, his sack celebration is one of the best. It's like a fish out of water. So Dalton drops back to pass. Boom, another sack. This time is uh, Montez Sweat for his second sack of the day. Uh, <laughs> he was phenomenal. Montez Sweat is becoming what we always thought he would become. And then here goes McKissick. I mean, it was just a nice two. Uh, a punch between McKissick and Gibson. I really enjoyed what the running game was able to do for us. Logan Thomas with another beautiful snag. Um, man, it, it just felt so good to get this win and to just beat up on Dallas, man. I loved every single bit of it. I even rewatched the game, rewatched the highlights over and over and over again. On this possession, I kind of wish that we would have punched in a touchdown. But now we kick a field goal and it's 25 to 3, and the score pretty much remains the same throughout the rest of the highlights. Uh score doesn't change. Um, but yeah, I mean it just felt good. You know, it's a lot of Dallas fans, there's a lot of adversity that we have faced this season. And just to beat the Eagles week one and then to come out here and beat Dallas, that was just beautiful football. Like I said, I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, so now the highlights are done. Just kind of wanted to you know, start off with the highlights, show you guys what we did, and then kind of get into the meat of this uh, game. So play number one, Terry McLaurin getting that bomb. You know, there's been speculations and things being said that the Washington football team cannot get deep. They can't throw deep. They can't, you know, they don't throw the ball deep, blah, blah, blah. Terry McLaurin is a guy that runs rocks, but he's also a burner. You know, he has tremendous, tremendous speed. So he, he can burn just about any corner, especially on a on a on a um, on a uh, double move. I mean, he like I said, he runs crispy routes and Terry McLaurin is one of the best in the business. I believe right now he's number six in yards in the NFL and in, in fantasy football. He's a number 10 fantasy wide receiver. So Terry McLaurin is doing his thing. Some of the fans like to hate and say, oh, well, Redskins fans, uh, Washington football team fans, when we get blown out and we're talking about stats and Terry McLaurin stats, look, this is a season that we're rebuilding, okay? Not a lot of good has happened, like I mentioned in the, in the, in the last podcast. You got to get excited about something. We're excited about Terry McLaurin. Um, I put up a post. I said he is the best receiver we've had since Santana Moss. And then even before then, I, I put Michael Westbrook. That's just because that's when I came in as a fan in 1999. So to me, Michael Westbrook in 1999 was amazing. You know, uh, forget about what he did before and after. For me, that 19, 1999 season was special. He was a very, very good wide receiver. A lot of guys mentioned some guys that I never, never even heard of before. Um, a lot of guys said uh, Pierre Garçon is one of the top, you know, guys that we've had in some years. I'm not going to dispute that. Yes, Pierre Garçon was pretty nice. I give him that. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was nice for a time. Uh, Jameson Crowder was nice, but 
in terms of drafting wide receivers, he's the best that we've drafted in the last 20 to 25 years, in my opinion. Uh, Jamison Crowder, probably next on the list. I mean, we just suck at drafting wide receivers. So it's pretty awesome to have Terry McLaurin now, and we cannot waste his prime years. Um, he's going to be better in year three and four. So we got to make sure that we're able to lock him up and keep him here for the next 10 years or more. Um, he's just that good. He's just that good. And just imagine if he had a real quarterback. No knock to Dwayne Haskins, no knock to Kyle Allen and whoever else that we have here. The the fact of the matter is, if if okay, people are asking me, is DK Metcalf better than Terry McLaurin? I think that Terry McLaurin was the best wide receiver drafted last year. What he's been able to do with mediocre quarterback play is amazing. He continues to get open. There are times when he, when he's missed on touchdown passes and things of that nature. If if Terry McLaurin played with Russell Wilson, you can't compare DK and Terry. You just can't. Now, DK is a beast in his own right. A.J. Brown is a beast in, in, in his own right. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Debo Samuels and Slayton, all these great guys that were drafted last year. They're all pretty good wide receivers. I'm not disputing that. All I'm saying is that Terry McLaurin is special. He's a special kind of receiver. He can beat you deep. He can beat you uh, intermediate. He runs every route. I think he was the best route runner in the draft. My second favorite play of this game was when Cole Holcomb trucked Ezekiel Elliott. It seems like Ezekiel Elliott is not elite when it comes to pass blocking. Um, but, yeah, he trucked Ezekiel Elliott, put that man on the floor. That was beautiful, and then got to the quarterback. Cole Holcomb played a heck of a game. I believe that he like that his snaps go up as the season goes on. He's coming off that injury. Um, he had a sack. Um, he had an interception. He was tackling the ball. Um, let's see if he can grow as a player because we're going to need him in coverage. We're going to need some coverage linebackers. And, yes, it would have been beautiful to see Cole Holcomb and uh, Foster this year out there running around, making tackles, making plays. But um, I think that if Ruben Foster cannot get it together by next training camp, he's gone. There's just no need keeping somebody who just can't stay healthy or can't get healthy. So moving on to other plays in this game, uh, Kyle Allen with that scramble to get the first down, that was another good play. Um, believe it or not, the Washington football team have the number one uh, pass defense in the league now this was before the monday night game um i don't think that it's changed since then um don't quote me on this but last i checked it was the washington football team while i talk i'm, I'm going to research that up because i want to be accurate i love to be accurate with the information that i put out um last i checked we were number one in pass defense and yes we still are uh, believe it or not, I mean, it's just the numbers. The numbers, the numbers don't lie. That's the beauty of uh, the NFL. Is that the numbers don't lie? You know, playing the Giants and then and then playing um, the Cowboys. Um, that kind of really boosted <laughs> boosted our uh, defense. So yes, we're still number one. Um, we allow. We have allowed. I'm sorry, guys. This my computer is just acting crazy. It's not trying to let me be great right now. But yeah, 
We're number one. We don't allow a lot of uh, yards per game. Um, we have gotten a lot of interceptions this year, which is, which is, I mean, it's better than recent years. We have gotten a lot of picks this year. Um, Fuller is just plain unbelievable. I'm glad to have him back in D.C. He leads the league in interceptions with four. Uh, like I said, last I checked, I've not, you know, updated my uh, stat checking. I am a numbers guy. I love to look at stats and kind of where we rank and kind of where we are compared to other teams. So, yes, the pass defense is playing unbelievable right now based on the numbers, based on the teams that we play. It's not our fault that we play in a terrible uh, NFC least. So, I mean, if we are the best you know, um, pass defense in the NFC, in the, in the whole NFL. And then we're, I think we're number four in the league last I checked in uh, total defense. So the defense is decent. The defense is good. Okay. But there's still some holes, you know, we just lost Landon Collins for the season, terrible loss. Um, but I mean, he's been playing bad. He's been taking bad angles. He, I mean, he hasn't tackled the ball. Well, um, Cam Carl is now going to get the chance to fill in for Landon Collins. Um, we had a chance to get Eric Reed out here in DC and, um, it was, uh, reports that came out that we reached out to him and gave him a spot on the practice squad, but you know, his pride, his ego, he felt that that was disrespectful. He felt like, you know, it was not something for his legacy to, you know, come out and play <laughs> and be, you know, a, a practice squad player. But look at Des Bryant, somebody who's trying to get back into the league after two years, took that practice squad deal with the Baltimore Ravens, and he's going to work his way up to the main roster. It's all about, you know, an opportunity. And maybe Reed is looking at our team and saying, you know what, the Washington football team suck. And I got to respect that. Maybe he doesn't want to play for D.C., you know. But at the same time, is your phone ringing off the hook? Are you getting multiple and multiple offers? You got to take what you can take. And then I saw this guy, um, what's his name? The pass rusher that played for us. Um, the one that kept getting hurt. I can't think of his name right now. He goes by Sackman Lives. But anyways, um, you know, he was laughing. And, uh, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you're laughing at somebody turning down a deal but you don't, but you haven't gotten any deals. You've been talking about you're going to be back in the NFL for the last, what, two, three years, and you still don't have a job. So, you know, him knocking somebody else, you know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Junior Gallette, that's his name, Junior, Junior Gallette. So why is Junior out here laughing when he doesn't even have a job? He's been jobless for how many years? Okay, for whatever the reason might be. But anyways, you know, so we missed out on Eric Reed. Uh, the team really believes in Cam Carl, seventh-round choice. Um, they're going to give him a, a chance to start at strong safety. And who knows, maybe he turns into something that we didn't know that we had. You know, maybe he plays so well the rest of the season that Landon Collins becomes expendable, becomes tradable. Um, he, I mean, you just never know. With that big contract, um, you know, we'll see how things shake up. I don't want to speculate right now. We're still in the season. But during the offseason, Landon Collins is a name that, you know, we're going to have to eat some of that contract, but you just never know. He can be a guy that can be traded as a salary dump for, you know, a fifth, sixth round pick. So we just never know. But let's see what Cam Carl can do. Um, I'm glad that we have a bye week. We'll be able to rest up, um, get get acclimated with all these new players that we do have. Um, we signed Robert Foster. 
Um, last he played for the Buffalo Bills, he had a great rookie season, had 500 yards. I believe he had four 100-yard games. Um, he had, I think, three or four touchdowns. He's a burner. Um, I remember him uh, running for a 75-yard uh, touchdown uh, uh, catch and run. Uh, Josh Allen's rookie season, they both came in as rookies. He's an undrafted rookie from Alabama, and the guy can play. He's, I mean, he has top-tier speed. And we have all these other guys on the practice squad that have speed, but, you know, we really need a wide receiver. So let's dive into the rumors for a second. So you have these rumors that um, Will Fuller is available. We have the rumor that Marvin Jones is available, but, um, you know, I've seen speculation. I've seen people say, hey, trade a second round pick for Will Fuller, trade a, a fourth, fifth round pick for Marvin Jones. I don't really think that the team goes the route of wasting draft capital. If the team is going to make a trade, it's going to be a fifth round choice or less. I don't see them trading for anything um, in the third, fourth, you know, maybe even second. Nah, they're not giving up no, no, no second round pick with all the needs that they have. You know, we need a wide receiver. We need a quarterback. Um, we need um, a left tackle. Um left guard. I mean, there's so many things that we need. We need a free safety. We need a couple linebackers. We need some corners because we don't know what the corner situation is going to look like um, when all these guys that we sign on one-year deals leave and things of that nature. So lots of need to just be giving up a, a second round pick. Um, then, you know, Marvin Jones, he's, he's good, but me personally, I'm not trading nothing more than a seventh rounder for him. You know, um, because he's a guy that's going to hit free agency. So why, you know, gamble on these guys? I've heard somebody say, well, if we trade a third rounder and he balls out and leaves a free agency, we'll get a third rounder. See, there's a there's a way that, that all these uh, comp picks work. The comp picks work like this. Based off of who you sign, based off of who's leaving, the formula, what you'll get, the return of investment, all that stuff, everything factors in. So it's not like they leave and you automatically get a third round uh, comp pick. It can be a fifth. So you, if you're going to gamble, you want to buy low. You want to buy low. You want to get a guy, um, you know, sixth or seventh round pick. Okay. Teams are going to be trying to salary dump. Teams are going to be trying to get some kind of compensation because they know that the guy they have is going to be leaving. Like, look at Everson Griffin. He was traded from Dallas to the to the Lions for a sixth-round pick. These are the kind of trades that I expect us to make, sixth or seventh-round pick, okay? Then if the guy decides to blow up, guess what? Maybe he leaves and we earn a comp pick that's higher than a sixth or seventh rounder. You see what I'm saying? Those are the kind of investments you want to make. I remember the year that we went and got a ha-ha Clinton Dix. Um, I believe we spent a third. I don't know if it was a third or a fourth, probably a fourth. And, you know, he left in free agency, and I don't even know if we got any compensation back. So you just don't want to just be out here trading fourth, fifth-round picks or, you know, Yes, they're mid-round picks, but you can really hit on those picks. Look at Cole Holcomb. He was the fifth rounder. I mean, he, you know, those uh, middle picks, I mean, that's where some of the gems, that's where some of the starters in the NFL come from. That's where 80% of the starters in the NFL come from. It's from the mid-rounds. So you want to take that, uh, um, you don't want to take that very lightly. But uh, I know I kind of went off on a, a tangent for a little bit, but let's kind of get back into this game. Um, 
We played a very, very, very good game. Uh, we were able to uh, come out here, defend. The defense was very, very good. Uh, we were able to sack uh, the quarterback six times, which was something that, you know, we've been missing ever since that first game. The sacks have not been as consistent as they have been. But you have to realize that sacks are not everything. You know, sometimes, you know, pressure and, you know, um, getting, you know, to the quarterback or putting pressure on applying pressure on third downs. That's something that we've struggled with. But the last two games, we've been doing very, very well on third downs, both on offense and defense. So it's just, it's just kind of funny how that goes. So Andy Dalton um, played, um, you know, a half and a little bit of, the, uh, I believe, the third. I can't remember when he got knocked out, but John Bostic had a nasty, nasty hit where uh, Andy Dalton's helmet came off. Um, it just didn't look good. Um, it was terrible. You know, he was ejected from the game. I believe that he should have gotten suspended at least a game or so. Um, but, you know, with the rule, you know, with the NFL rules, it's a lot different from the NBA. In the NBA, that's a suspension. You know, a hit like that or a flagrant like that or something like that, it's most likely an ejection and you're going to serve some, uh, some time. Uh, but in the NFL, I understand it's 16 games and, I guess every game counts. So um, NFL is very, very careful when they come to disciplining players because it is a physical game. It's not like he went to hit him on purpose, but still there's no place for that. Prayers up for Andy Dalton. Hope he gets well. Um, I'm going to talk about something in, in a minute about Dallas fans, but I'm going to save that uh, till the end of this uh, podcast. But anyways, Ezekiel Elliott rushed 12 times for 45 yards. Um I mean, Dallas offense was pretty, pretty terrible. Amari Cooper had seven catches for 80 yards, and the next best guy was uh, Schultz, two catches for 22 yards. C.D. Lamb had zero catches. Uh, Gallup had zero catches. They were targeted, but they couldn't catch anything. I mean, it was terrible, terrible, terrible showing by the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you had Vander Esch running around making tackles, Jalen Smith making tackles, Um Demarcus Lawrence had had him a nice little game, had a sack, two tackles for loss. Everson Griffin, a sack, tackle for loss. Um, like I said, I mean, Dallas has a pretty good pass rush. You know, uh, Alden Smith, you can't forget about him. But I believe that the offensive line actually had themselves a pretty good game. <laughs> I mean, it was a shocker, you know, being that we were hurting at the left tackle position, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really really proud of this team. I understand that Dallas is a bad team, but hey, we're a bad team too. So you gotta, I mean, you gotta take these wins the best that you can. You know what I'm saying? Also, let's look at what the Washington football team. Um, let's see what they what they did this game. Um, Cal Allen, uh, 25 attempts. He hit 15 of them. Um, 194 yards passing, two touchdowns. Zero interceptions, which is huge. He don't want to turn over the ball. Um, Antonio Gibson, he rushed 20 times for 128 yards. That's 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, that's pretty big right there. Love it. Uh, you have J.D. McKissick, who rushed five times for 35 yards, seven yards per carry. <laughs> the rushing game was very, very good. Even Peyton Barber had 10 carries for 34 yards. I didn't even know that he was even active. I've not seen that guy do anything impactful. 
for a very long time. Terry McLaurin had seven receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Logan Thomas, four receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cam Sims pitched in with a 22-yard reception. JD pitched in on some catches. And even Jeremy Sprinkle. There was a Jeremy Sprinkle sighting. <laughs> I know a fan that loves him some Jeremy Sprinkle. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, uh, Landon Collins had a tackle. I mean, had a forced fumble, uh, which created that safety. Montez Sweat had a forced fumble. Proud of Montez Sweat, man. There was a stat that they were comparing uh, Montez Sweat to Miles um, Garrett, and I believe it was one more guy. I can't think of the name, but they're one of the few guys to have 20 tackles, five sacks, and a forced fumble, or two forced fumbles this season. So it's only three guys that have done that this season, and he's one of them. Uh, Chase Young had a, had a decent game. He was able to get kind of get after the quarterback a little bit, uh, make some plays. Uh, proud of this guy, man. He's just he's just doing his thing. Um, you know, the, the, like the coach was talking, he was like, you know, the, like the sack numbers are not there, but um, his impact on the game is more than just sacks. Uh, John Bostic had uh, four tackles, um, had that one terrible hit. Uh, Cole Holcomb had a sack, had a tackle for loss, had an interception. He was all over the place. Cam Carl pitched in, played well. Um, Landon Collins had that sack. Uh, Jonathan Allen had a tackle for loss. Montez Sweat, two tackles. I mean, two sacks, tackle for loss. <laughs> Ryan Kerrigan. Man, this guy, how does he continue to produce at this high clip? That's four sacks now in this season, and he's very limited in his snaps. Uh, somebody said it's not about how many snaps you get. It's about what you do with the snaps that you actually do get. So, uh, shout out to Ryan Kerrigan, man. You know, there's speculations that he might get traded. Um, I say keep him. He's one of my favorite players on the team. He's a leader. I mean, he's Washington football, man. He is our guy. But um, if they trade him for some draft picks and they trade him to a place that he would love to go to, then, hey, I respect that. We owe him that. You know, we just can't just say, hey, we're not going to, you know, um, trade him. I mean, you got to be able to trade him to a team to where he can kind of, you know, blossom and, you know, have a chance at a, a Super Bowl. I mean, you got to do that. Uh, Tim Settle had him a sack. Tim Settle is just one of those guys, man. He can be a starter on just about any team, but um, it's a good thing to see him playing very well. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, man, the team is just after this guy. They do not like Dustin Hopkins. They're out here looking for a new kicker. I think he's been okay. If you look around the league and look at the kickers that are out there, I mean, there's not a lot of good kickers out there. You know, it's like about two or three good consistent kickers where everybody has missed field goals. Everybody has missed extra points. But, hey, if the fans feel like they need a new kicker, by all means, I hope we get a new kicker. Um, Danny Johnson was able to pitch in on kickoff returns. It's kind of good to see Danny Johnson having a role because he hasn't really done much this season. Um, he's just one of those guys, just a guy. Um, so overall, overall, we had a great game. The only knock that I can say about this game is that we had 22 points at halftime and we only had three points the second half. We kind of like eased up and kind of just let this game just play out. Uh, we weren't aggressive. Um, you know, I would have loved for us to be aggressive, especially in that third quarter, to see if we can get one more touchdown to kind of give us that confidence. Like, you know what? The offense is getting better, but it seems like it's still kind of stagnant. There's still things that we're doing wrong. Um, but overall, the team is definitely growing um, as uh, offense. So we'll see 
um, after the bye, getting Robert Foster in there and um, seeing where we kind of go from this point because, hey, the Giants, they have a pretty good they have a pretty good defense. So you can't sleep on what the Giants bring to the table. Um, overall, pretty good game. Um, I was impressed. Uh, we did what we, what, what we were supposed to do. And, you know, moving forward, we got the Giants. We have the Lions coming up. We have, we have the Bengals and Dallas. Those are the next four games. And they're all winnable. But then again, we're still not a winning team yet. So my prediction for the next four games, I'm going to say three and one. But I can also see two and two. Okay, so we'll see what happens, man. Hey, thank you guys for checking out the episode once again. Um, be sure to um, subscribe to the uh, YouTube page. Like, also follow, subscribe on Apple. I'll kindly appreciate it. Hey, be sure to retweet, reshare, um, and be sure to hit me up, man. I um, hope you guys enjoy the show. Y'all be blessed.